Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help Ags improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie, class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie, class of 1998. Austin Manis is the CEO of Harvest Returns, a crowdsourcing capital platform that specializes in the investment in agricultural companies. Austin's a former Army officer and a fellow class of 2001 graduate, and this is really one of the coolest companies that we've had on the podcast to date. So pass it back and listen up to Austin as he shares some good bull. Welcome back, Ags. I am so excited to introduce to you Austin. Austin and I were running around the quad at the same time. Uh, it's nice to have a Fighting Texas A class of 2001 alumni fellow here. So uh, suck it up, Chris. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but no, seriously, Austin, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, I love the opportunity, Greg and Chris. Appreciate you having me. Well, we obviously know each other from days in the core and and being at AM together. We always think AM is such a special place, but what do you think is so special and what do you miss about being not being a student at AM? Like you said, AM has its own kind of atmosphere and, and how they build you up. And I, I think, you know, just that time in my life, you know, as you know, what was going on in the world, just that sense of this is it. I I am starting life, all of this money and time and studying and all the stupid things I did and the smart things I did are leading up to, I am about to launch off the launch pad. And the way that A&M kind of makes you feel like you are ready, like you don't have to worry. If you stumble, there's somebody out there wearing that ring just like you. And so that that kind of sense of hope that's about to happen for you, I kind of miss that. You know, you get older and sometimes you get a little beat up in the face. And so I miss those, I miss those days where you feel that, that sense of hopefulness and, and excitement. Love it. Absolutely love it. So tell us a little bit about uh, Harvest Returns and how did you start this? How did, how did, where did you even come up with the idea for this? Uh, so our, our CEO, Chris Raleigh, another Aggie, a uh, little bit older than myself, he is an avid investor, always has been. He's a Navy veteran and, and continues to serve in the Navy Reserve, but he's also a very avid real estate investor. I mean, in, investing in several asset classes. He wanted to get into the ag space. And so as he looked at that as a viable alternative investment, he noticed, hey, this, this is not easy. There are a lot of barriers to get into this as an investor. So why don't we make something that tears down those barriers? And so crowdfunding was kind of the newest thing, 2013, 2014. So he, Chris calls me up in 2016 and says, hey, man, I think I've got something. Can you come down here to Texas? And I was very excited to do so. And I said, I'm on my way. And so we started up a online crowdfunding site specifically for equity and debt investments into agriculture, ag businesses, ag tech, anything that touches agriculture. We wanted to know what it's about and see if we could get it in front of investors. And so we connect self-directed investors at a low minimum investment to quality ag deals that wouldn't otherwise have access to that capital. And so that's it kind of in a nutshell. 
Well, Austin, that's such a unique proposition. And just kind of talking from you, it, it's been well-received within the investor community. And you've got now producers, farmers, ranchers that are coming to you wanting to to be part of it. So, so you're connecting both sides of that. It, was there a real tipping point that you guys have that say, hey, this is legit. This is going to take off. This is going to grow big. Yeah, I think our the the first one, and and there's so many tipping points that that launch into the next stage. But early on, we had this impression that hey, there's investments out there. There's investors out there. They're looking to put money somewhere. We'll just let them know in our kind of normal marketing plan that we've got something. I think we're really going to have to spend some time and energy selling our idea, selling our concept to ag producers because if you've met a farmer, especially one a generation or two older than you, they're not so keen on just changing the way they've done things for 20, 30 years. So we assumed wrongfully that that was going to be the hard part. And what we found as we started to raise money for projects, and then we would talk about those projects on social media or specifically in Twitter, we found a lot of farmers on Twitter that they really want to know what we're doing and they want a piece of it. And so then the farmers came at us at a volume that we could just not handle. They came at us so fast and hard that we had to tell them, hey, I'll get to you when I can. I've got 30 other deals today that I've got to process. And it was like, you know, the, the line out the door kind of thing. And so we found that you know, that tipping point was, oh, crap, I've really now got to spend a lot of time finding these investors out there. I got to spend the money, the effort, get our name out there, get in front of people, go to conferences and find the people that are looking for quality deals because we have found them. They have found us. So that was a big lesson learned, a big tipping point that, that set us in the right direction. So what kind of deals are we talking about? I'm not into investment and all that kind of stuff. Ag for investing. The most part. <laughs> Ag investing. You know, what, what, what are we talking about here? So basically, just imagine a farmer. And you know, most people, when they think of a farmer, they see him on TV. Hey, I'm growing thousands of acres of corn in Iowa. And, and folks like that do have a way to find financing. What the farmers that we kind of typically discuss raising capital with are people like, hey, I am a 30-year-old entrepreneur. I have found this warehouse space in downtown Omaha, and I want to put an indoor farm in there so I can serve all the restaurants. So I'm a little bit more of that farm to table kind of aspect. I need capital to buy this very sophisticated equipment. I need capital to hire staff. I am willing to give up a piece of my farm for your investment. And so we work with them, we package it. And so we present it to investors on our site saying, hey, you come in 5,000 bucks, 10,000 bucks, you can buy a piece of this farm and then they're going, that farmer is going to take that capital, build his dream, get his business going, go through the ups and downs, pay some dividends, exit you out in a way, you know, how, whatever the plan is. So that's basically like kind of the life cycle of what I say a deal. So we were finding these ag producers, these you know, entrepreneurs or experienced farmers that were just like, hey, look, if you give me half a million dollars, I can change the world. I can I can change things for my family. I can I can make my business grow. I can serve the community. This is what I need to do it. And and so we said yes. We're gonna find. We're gonna figure out where that money's coming from. We're gonna find it. And we're gonna get it to you somehow. Interesting. That is so cool. Before we go on to the next question here, let's pause here for a second for our sponsor. And we're back. So Austin, tell me. What's the biggest challenge that you're facing today and how are you hacking it? Ooh, yeah, that's a, we've got a few challenges. I would say on the regulatory side, I think, you know, whatever business you're in, you're going to face that and you got to walk that minefield smartly, not haphazardly. And so 
when you're raising money, when you're selling equities, you've got to be careful that you're doing it in compliance with SEC regulations. The IRS, of course, is, is going to want theirs. So you got to be careful about that and you got to know how to walk through that minefield. And so the best way that we found to do that is, is just surround yourself with the people that know what they're talking about. We've got a stellar accountant on our staff that is obviously keeping an eye on that. We reach out to other people in our network and just help us understand, hey, where am I going to hurt myself? You know, this is a powerful tool that we're wielding. So I'd say, you know, leveraging your network is always going to be the answer to you know the best hack, I think, is just understanding, you know, what you can get trapped in. And the last thing you want to do is get a phone call from a from a government agency saying, hey, we're interested yeah. in what you're doing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we no, want to avoid those going on here. <laughs> yeah. So nothing, nothing to see here. But, you know, we strive to make sure for, and it's for our investors benefit and for our for our farmers benefits that we must take those steps to ensure that we're de-risking them in that regard, that that they don't find themselves in an audit that, that can slow their business down or find themselves on the wrong end of a Senate hearing or something like that. So we, you know, that is that is one of our biggest challenges is to find not only how to be compliant, but also operate and have enough maneuver space to go, hey, I, I want to do this. This this makes sense. It makes sense for this business. And I don't want the regulation to be the thing that's choking the growth of this company or the future of this investment. So we we stay up on, on regulations as much as we can. We're constantly in researching what's the next thing. We're listening to what's coming out of out of Capitol Hill. We're tied in with the networks in our in our own industry and you know, of course our Aggie network that help us stay abreast of all that. Well, Austin, this is a really unique space that you guys play on you because in, in some ways you are very much in the technology world and in raising capital in, in a way that's really unique, especially when you're talking about from an agricultural investment. But then you're also in the ag world and there has been so much change in the ag world from and not to get political or anything, but you know, I mean, GMOs and land ownership and all that stuff. So those are two industries that are both rapidly changing, and and you're right smack dab in the middle of them. So good job, you know, staying on your toes. But but seriously, I mean, from your perspective, in either one of those industries, is there is there major shifts that you see coming forward in the next five ten years? And then how is Harvest Returns positioning themselves to deal with that and to help the investors, help the producers? Yeah, great, great question. Obviously, in the tech space, anybody that's turned on a television, you know, you're going to see that that it doesn't matter what industry that that that's touching is going to change. The second you learned how to use this new program on your computer, it's already out of date and you got to get a new one. So that everybody has dealt with that apps on your phone. The second you're comfortable with it, it's out of date Buy a new phone. That is absolutely true in both tech and ag tech. There are people out there with amazing inventive abilities that are coming up with ways for farmers to better do something. And so in that space, when I typically talk to one of those sponsors that are trying to raise capital, when they're coming at us with this, hey, I've got this idea, I've got the patent, I've got all the technology, I've figured it out. Cool. Tell me how that's going to turn into an ROI for a farmer. As in, if he's going to buy your technology, how is that going to translate into him feeding his family more having a better life, et cetera. You may be saving the earth. That's great. You may be making something very efficient. That's awesome. If it doesn't turn into a specific ROI for the farmer, he or she will not be interested in it. So that that's usually how the conversation starts. And so it's like, I hate, I don't want to crush people's dreams, but I've got to get them pointed in the direction. Hey, look, investors are going to ask you these tough questions. We want to make sure you're armed with that. So when you're raising capital in the ag tech space, 
that that's the first question a money person is going to ask. And so trying to keep up with those, you know, what is the trend happening in ag? Well, if consumers want grass-fed beef, producers are going to make grass-fed beef. It's not hard. So what is the tech that's going to provide that? Is it, you know, special fencing? Is it special ear tags? Is it GPS-guided satellites that are showing you the thermal changes on the grass? All those things are great. Tell me how it fits an ROI for, for a farmer that's going to spend, spend the money for that technology. So cool. <laughs> Right. So let me ask, every single business has a vision. Every entrepreneur has this big vision for their company. What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? What's your moonshot, five, 10 years, whatever it's, it is, you know, what's your BHAG? Great question. And, and I'll tie it into the last one on, on kind of the trends. What we see in the equity space, you know, if you're a company that's, that's selling your own equity in your company or, or like us, we're raising for others, is the hard part when talking with an investor, especially in the X space, is liquidity. So how I got, I'm going to put my money and you're going to lock it up for three years. Come on, man. I, I'm going to need to buy a sailboat or maybe my kids are going to need to go to college. I'm going to need that cash. So that's always a sticking point. And so the thing that's out there that's maturing, it's, it's very immature right now, is what we call the ATS, the Alternative Trading Systems. So this will allow if you have a share in a company, a private equity kind of arrangement and you're locked up, you will have the opportunity to offer that for sale, basically auction style on one of these systems. And so we are absolutely looking into that to see how are we going to offer this to our investors, not, you know, not only our investors, but other investors that aren't even on our platform that are in deals that we did not initiate. So this is the this is a trend that's going to happen. The big players in the crowdfunding space are are already you know, got coders building systems and working through the regulatory requirements. So this will offer huge, huge capabilities to platforms like ours, where if you just need to get your cash back and maybe you don't get back everything you put in, but maybe you get close or maybe you get way more back because all of a sudden it's a fad and people just want to have a piece of a grass fed cattle ranch and you got it. And now you can sell your share that was going to be locked up for five years. Now you can sell it 12 months after you bought it. So this is a huge thing in the crowdfunding space. We are absolutely all over it. And our big audacious goal there is if people want a piece of the ag world, and it doesn't just mean in the United States, we've got farms we've worked with all over the world. If you want a piece of the ag space, which most people will tell you you should have, you need to come to us because we have the alternative trading system that allows you to shop Amazon style for, hey, I like that vineyard. Hey, I like that elderberry farm. Hey, I like that grass-fed cattle ranch. Hey, I like that indoor hydroponic tomato restaurant in Omaha, whatever. We want to be that marketplace for people to find that. And so that, that's our big one. That's our big goal. Awesome. Maybe this is wrong, but it sounds like you're building a stock exchange for private companies for non-listed stock. And you said it earlier, Greg, about the, like how sophisticated we are. When you take the 10,000 foot step back and look at us, we're online electronic syndication. We use the word crowdfunding because that's the cool term everybody uses, but we're not doing anything out of the ordinary. And there's other platforms that have stood up specifically in the ag space that are doing very well also. But exactly like you said, once in this private equity world that, that it will start to behave like a mini micro nano version of the New York Stock Exchange, it, it could be specifically for a flavor, like it could be an alternative investment like ag or oil and gas, real estate. Anything that has a, a longer term hold on your investment, 
this ATS thing is going to be huge. And there's plenty of investments out there that are short term that you can kind of get in and out of them in you know, three to six months. If you're out there investing in real estate, real estate crowdfunding sites, you know, there's people that are flipping deals, 90 day, 180 deals. And that's that's great. It's for those of us that have these longer term biology driven deals that this system is going to be amazing for. That is really, I mean, that that's a game changer because I, I think that that system, not only from the ag world, but can really help and change a lot of the way that a lot of entrepreneurs look at funding and raising capital. So before we roll on the lightning round, let's pause one more time for a word from this episode's sponsor. Okay, Austin, back with the lightning round. Really simple, one rule. You just got to answer the question in one minute or less. All right, and go. No, um, so tell us, what's your favorite hack? This could be a personal hack. This could be a business hack. What's something that you get a lot of productivity from and we need to learn about? I think that the thing that saves me a lot of time in life is I never do one thing at a time. I learned this in my army time. You know, some, some senior officers told me about how to do it. Always be doing two things at once. If you're walking to the kitchen, make sure you're carrying a plate. You know, like do two things at the same time. If you are emailing a sponsor, make sure you're asking him two questions. If you are traveling to a conference, make sure you're also meeting with some of your network. Do two things at one time. Do the math. It's saving you 50% of your daily time. I wish I could do two things at the same time while I sleep, but if I can sleep and make money at the same time, that that's another life goal. <laughs> well, isn't that what your platform does, right? That's what we hope, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So next question, what's your favorite advice that you've ever been given? And bonus points if you tell us how you applied it. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, Aggies, you always learn, hey, you never lie, cheat, or steal. And I remember a, a senior officer telling me once when I was a young platoon leader, anytime you come back to the office, Go through the motor pool because when your boss asks you, hey, where you been? Uh, Sir, I was at the motor pool. So stick to that always <laughs> never lie, cheat or steal. And, and it's your reputation. You know, while that may be a hack on, on how to stay honest, don't let yourself on the trap of, of being dishonest. That will find you out. Austin, we believe that every person, every entrepreneur has a superpower. What's yours? Oh, my gosh. Calmness. I don't know if that's a superpower, but there are going to be things that, you, you know, you're, you got to pull your hair out, you're freaking out. And sometimes you just got to take a huge deep breath, let the dust settle for a second, assess, and then make your decision. You're going to have those moments of freak out moments. Don't let them rule your world, own them, and then make a sound decision. So yeah, I say, I've been able to do that. And this has been an interesting ride, but yeah, just sometimes just take a, take a step, take a breath, drink some water, and then come back at it with a, with a clear head. That'll keep you from hurting yourself. Love it. So Austin, what gets you out of bed and excited about Harvest Returns? Overall, I guess since you know, the idea came up, I was excited about how we were going to, at whatever level, help the ag community get access to capital. I like that it helps on the inclusiveness side with the investors, letting people play, you know, that wouldn't necessarily have that chance otherwise. But I grew up in the country. I grew up around farmers. And these are the people that feed the world. A guy at a conference I heard recently say, you are the silent army that feeds the universe. And so the idea that our efforts on a daily basis assist the people that keep us alive and fed. There's plenty of things in this world that we can do without. You cannot do without food. So that excites me to get up and be a part of that part of that industry. 
Well, Austin, you've shared so much value and, and this has been such a, a unique conversation and Harvest Returns is a fast growing company. What are some things that we can help you out with right now? And then how do we get in touch with you? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, we're always in need of something. Uh, if you grow, you need something, especially in the Aggie network. We just want to help kind of educate the investor population out there. There are people out there that are already self-directed investors and they're looking for something like us. There's plenty of people out there that should be investing. It's the smart thing to do for your wealth and for your and for your children. We really want to help educate the investor community and let people know like, hey, you don't have to just hand your money to someone and, and let them manage it for you. If you need that, please do. But you should look at how can you affect the food system, the supply chain problems? How can you make money off doing that and expanding your retirement income? So we really, you know, we'd always use the help, you know, being able to reach out in, into places and say, hey, look, let us help educate you. Let us teach you about the ag community. We still have very intelligent people, rich people, wealthy people calling into us and asking, why do I need to invest in cattle? Can I not just go buy my hamburger meat down at, at the local HEB? That's a problem. If that's what you think, that's a problem. And we need to reconnect how consumers understand their food system. A great way to do that is investing in your food system. And so that would be very helpful to us to kind of continue to grow that, that education and that understanding of, of investing in agriculture. Best way to get a hold of us for sure, all of our social media, Facebooks and Instagrams and LinkedIn's, harvestreturns.com is just, you know, one-stop shop of, of ag information. So, you know, for sure you can find us there. Well, Austin, thank you so much for really coming on and, and talking about something that before we had reconnected, I didn't even know existed. And really to be able to say, this is this is so cool for you to take technology and, and ag and then kind of blend them together and do that in a way that supports and grows something that is super critical to us. So thank you for sharing your wisdom today. Yeah, thanks you guys for having me. I appreciate it. How about that, Ags? Was that pretty cool or what? There were some super valuable hacks that Austin shared with us. What was your favorite one, Greg? Well, what a cool company. I mean, something that I never would have even thought that you could do. And Austin and his co-founder are making it happen. A couple of things that Austin said that really stuck with me. Number one was to leverage your network. And obviously, as they are growing, both from attracting the ranchers, farmers, and producers, but then also attracting the investors, you've got to leverage that network in order to be able to, to connect both of them in the meaningful way. But how cool is that? That, that, is, that is something that could be applied to every business. I mean, that that's why we have Aggie Growth Hacks is to connect the Aggie Entrepreneur Network to be able to support and help one another. And so when he said that, that really resonated a whole heck of a lot with me. What about you? Absolutely. So the, the thing that stuck out for me was surrounding the Aggie Code of Honor, mm -hmm. right? Never lie, cheat or steal. <laughs> how he was told to go. And I'm laughing here because it, it cracked me up. When someone asks you where you were, say, well, I was at, at the motor pool, right? So every time that you walk back to your shop or wherever to walk through the motor pool, technically that's not lying, right? But <laughs> that just cracked me up. So anyways, don't lie, cheat or steal. And really that is at the core of everything that we are as Aggies. So, and it's so true, not only just as an Aggie, but as a person in business, you really shouldn't be lying to your clients, to your customers anyway. So, you know, just be transparent these days because it's going to come out either way. Yeah. 
That, that integrity is so critical. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that you connect. Not only connect with Austin, but uh, if we're not connected on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, we hope that you connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. Heck, if Chris and I aren't personally connected with you, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to learn about you, learn your stories. When you go to aggiegrowthhacks.com, you'll be able to listen to not only this episode, but all of our previous episodes. And who knows, you might be able to join us on a future episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies over at Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurships for entrepreneurs at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just search up the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there right now. Join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop.